The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come. So when you need to find that next person to help grow your business, LinkedIn Jobs will match the right talent with your open role fast. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. Things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. That's how LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen by the people you want to hire. People with the skills, qualifications, and other interests that will help your business grow. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds on LinkedIn. And why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash team. Again, that's linkedin.com slash team and get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody. Welcome to a Friday edition of the Saints Happy Hour. Oh, Andrew, we get to do some of my favorite springtime podcasting now we are doing a saints draft simulation baby we run the draft when the saints turn to pick me and andrew decide what to do uh we have different themes we'll have uh you know a theme of today we're gonna do what we think the saints will probably do while they're on the clock but other draft themes will include what we want them to do drafting names that Ralph can't pronounce like we'll do we'll do so many draft sims we'll come up with ridiculous ideas and if you have ideas in the pod that you want us to run a draft sim and do it with this theme put it in the comments and we'll do it so yeah one one other quick thing Ralph is uh you know I want to make sure the ten dollar patrons are getting their money's worth and their value um so you know that that's our commitment to you guys is to as long as you keep supporting us and and keep uh, enjoying the show we want to make sure that we're giving you content so uh with that in mind i'm willing to to blog um and if i'm going to do that and give you guys a written piece uh you know once a week once every couple weeks uh be curious to know what you guys are interested in reading about so send us a message on the podcast twitter or send me a message on facebook or twitter find me let me know if there's anything in particular you're curious about and i'll dig into it can I give? Can I make a suggestion? Sure. I want you to do a fifteen hundred word piece analyzing Sean Payton's twenty eight to three tweet to the Falcons <laughs> yesterday. That's what I, I want. I can do it. Don't tempt me. <laughs> it was, it was phenomenal. He did a twenty eight to three tweet with recommend recommendations to watch on Netflix. It was magical. Sean Twitter Sean Payton is amazing. I hope he lasts forever. Um, 
So today's draft, the Saints are on the clock. They're 24. Um, here's the thing with the oh, – we'll get to the overall, but it was a little disappointing because 19 T. Higgins went, 20 Clavion Chason went, 21 Trevon Diggs, 22 Javon Kinlaw, 23 Jordan Love. So – they're at 24. Oh, Jordan Love just got picked right before the Saints, huh? That, right, right before the Saints. So, Wow. The best guy is Patrick Queen. He's been a favorite of Saints Twitter. Uh, Nick Underhill, who's fabulous and is covering the Saints full-time now, he did a piece he compared uh, the linebackers, Kenneth Murray, to Patrick Queen. He compared the two. Um, you know, Patrick Queen, to me – he was very inconsistent at LSU and just got good the end of the year. He got healthy. He got right. My worry about him is I have didn't see enough of him being very good at LSU. That's my concern with him. Um, Kenneth Murray, I don't watch Oklahoma. My my extent of watching Oklahoma is they got torched by LSU in a playoff game. <laughs> so I'm not going to pretend to know about Kenneth Murray. People say he's super athletic, but he's – slow to recognize stuff that scares me because when I hear that I hear Stephon Anthony 2.0 um, so that's what they have at linebacker we can have either linebacker we want at 24 but they also have uh, an edge and Sponza from Iowa uh, Grant Delpit if the Saints want to go safety I don't think they would Christian wow he Fol- fell that far huh? Delpit yeah too. Christian Fulton is there he's 34 but the thing is the Saints don't have a second round pick so if they what about receivers what's the highest receiver on the board the highest receiver on the board Jefferson's is, gone. Judy's all gone. All the receivers you know are gone. The highest rated receiver is 38. CeeDee Lamb, Ruggs, they're all gone? All gone. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Um, all right. Well, well, here's my thing. I mean, I guess Patrick Queen is leaning towards. Um, you know, when you ask yourself, he, he reminds me a lot of Deion Jones as a prospect. And I say that because, you know, the Saints want a guy that can run sideline to sideline. Check. Yeah. Patrick Queen def- definitely has that skill set. They want a linebacker that can cover. Check. Queen has that skill set. If you if you look at how he played in the national championship game, off the charts. I mean, the higher the stakes got, the better he was playing. And so I think when you look at the tape and you t- think about that player, that was really, really impressive. But he is a little light in the pads. And the Saints like linebackers with heavy hands. I mean, you look at Anzalone. You look at uh, A.J. Klein, Demario Davis, Craig Robertson, who's a little slower. The trait that they all have in common is they are, have massive upper body strength. And when, usually when they get two hands on a guy, he's going down. Uh, so from a tackling standpoint, I would say that Queen is going to need a little bit more weight. Uh, and that's where I start to think maybe they would want Murray from Oklahoma a little bit more. But... I just think Queen has much more variety and skill set, better coverage ability. And I think if he could add the weight, you know, then I think the Saints would be happy with him. I don't know currently if he has the body day one to start in the NFL. So that's that's my and, and, and that's a similar thing I would have said about Deion Jones. Now, we like you said, we didn't see enough out of Queen, uh, you know, mostly because he was playing behind Devin White, you know, and with Devin White being a superstar at LSU. And, and so durable. Yeah. We just never really got a chance to see Queen much before this year. But like I said, he did get better and better as the season wore on. So, you know, I would have said there's a lot of receivers I would have considered at 24. Sounds like they're all gone. 
I would have considered Jordan Love at 24. He's gone. Um, so, you know, that leaves you with not much. I guess before I, I would sit, vote for Queen, can you give me the top five best prospects available? All right, let's let's roll with the bet the top five. The top five is Queen at nineteen, Xavier Xavier McHenry, Alabama at twenty one, Kenneth Murray, Oklahoma. What position you gotta tell me the position? Safety. Okay. Xavier McKinney. Twenty four There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Or AJ Epenza from Iowa. I butchered that name, of course. Oh, the pass rusher? Yeah. And then 25, DeAndre Swift, running back Georgia. 26, Grant Delpit, safety from LSU. Oh, offensive tackle. 28, Austin Jackson. Yeah, I just think... Patrick Queen is the best player left. Yeah. yeah, I think I think have the Saints ever And drafted, it's the biggest position of need right now. Yeah. Have the Saints ever drafted an LSU player in the first round? Ever? I mean they have a bunch Ooh. of LSU players, you know. They have Dalton Hilliard in the second round. They have Eric yeah. Martin Devery was, later. was in the second round. Devery Henderson. I don't know that they've ever picked an LSU guy in the first round. That would be fun uh, and history making. That's a good question, Ralph. I, I almost want to look that up. So. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. So they're going no. Queen at 19. That'll make Saints Twitter happy. And, look, it's LSU. We play the fight song. We can do Ed Ogeron gifts. Um, it could be fun. So the Saints, this this draft, we didn't do a um, uh, a trade. We didn't do any trade up. So, uh We'll go to the next round, and as the round goes, I think the key thing here is, Andrew, trying to figure out sort of what the Saints are going to want to uh, maybe move up, if you understand. We, we won't do it today, but I, I want to talk about it a little. What do you think, position-wise, they'd move up into the second round to get? Uh well, I just think a tackle. If there was a tackle they loved at this point, um, I mean, you just got to think about the depth the Saints have at tackle. You know, mm-hmm. they, and again, it's really Andres Pete, who perhaps is the left tackle of the future now. Like, if something were to happen to Teron Armstead, maybe they would just kick him over. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think to have a guy that is, has tackle ability but can play guard in a pinch 
is going to be more valuable to them than a guard that can play tackle in a pinch, you know, Mm -hmm. in terms of depth. So, you know, I think if there's a guy that has a first round grade that's still out there in the second round, Mm -hmm. the Saints would consider you know, using their second round pick next year if it gets later in that round. I mean, I, I don't know that they would want to burn their first round pick next year, especially if Breeze is potentially gone. Um, but, you know, I think, think all 2021 picks are at risk uh, of being traded. So oh, and I absolutely the, think that could be a possibility. The, and they have the comp picks coming. That's so, right. Clyde Edwards Alaire just went top of the third round at 78. So, um, yeah, that's a guy I, I think they'll have to trade up for if they want. Um, not that they would, but uh, I don't see him being available by the time the Saints pick in the third round. So here's an interesting dilemma in the third round: is the best available is running back Cam Akers, Florida State at sixty at sixty six. Okay. But the next two guys are tight ends, and the Saints really kind of need a tight end because. Jared Cook is old. Um, so you know, they have Adam Adam Troutman of Dayton. No idea who the fuck that guy is. Hunter Bryant. <laughs> he's pretty good. Of, Hunter Bryant of Washington. He's a guy. He's an overgrown wide receiver kind of, I think. Yeah. Um, I've seen him play. I've seen highlights of him. He could be an interesting guy because, you know, not that we could see this the Saints – draft reports but i was reading something from brian billock and it was his old sort of outline and like core principles that he wanted baltimore Ravens scouts to follow and it was tight end and they went through everything and the thing that he repeated like three times was like don't fucking worry about blocking can they run and can they catch we can teach them how to block or we can teach them how to kind of sort of block enough if they can catch and they can run that's what fucking matters at tight end so i wonder about the saints with like what they worry about at tight end because they have they've 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 their tight ends have run the gamut right they ha- they love mm-hmm. josh hill because he can block and do a ton of different things and he's not really great catching the ball right or running routes or getting open jimmy graham spectacular catching the ball but couldn't block couldn't block a chair right Jared Cook mm-hmm. is kind of great at receiving. He's passable at blocking, right? So that's mm-hmm. the thing. Their their sort of tight end philosophy is, is really interesting. So I don't know what they would do there. But I do think you have to think tight end. Also, Jake Fromm, a.k.a. Uh, a terrible quarterback who – Garrett Grayson 2.0, who I hate and I don't want them to pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who? So the top five are the two tight end Cam Akers, the two tight ends. Is Fromm in the top five? Yes, Fromm is no. Fromm is sixth. He's the top. Hey, who he's else? A, who else you got? There's two more players. I got Tyler Badaz from Wash from, from Wisconsin. He's a center. Um, okay. And Robert Hunt, a guard from Louisiana. Robert Hunt from is a Cajun. He's really good. He's a really good guard. And the thing is. Warford is in a walk year and not exactly young. Um, so that could be a thing. Also, you know, they could pick a center and they could they could say, we're going to pick a center. We're going to move McCoy to guard eventually. So they have a lot of – this is a lot of interesting possibilities here. They have a lot of good players yeah. here left. So, I, th- I mean, this draft is known for having, having garbage tight ends. You know, that just in general – I mean, if you don't pick one now – 
we're definitely not getting one later. But I think I'm okay with that. And the reason I'm okay with that is you can get some tight end out of Taysom Hill this year. You know, and ah, I think yeah, there's less yeah. of a critical need. Like if like if, if the Saints were to draft one of these guys at tight end, the question for me is do they help the team at all this year? And between Josh Hill, Jared Cook, and Taysom Hill, I just don't think any tight end that you just named or later in this draft is going to leapfrog any of those guys for, for meaningful playing time. So I am way more, more interested in the offensive linemen or Cam Akers. Now, Cam Akers is interesting to me because he really is a three-down player. He can catch. He can run. He's got thick legs, finishes his runs well. He's not – I mean, he's, he's kind of elusive, but, like, I, I've watched him, and he doesn't have that initial burst. Mm-hmm. But we've seen with Mark Ingram and Pierre Thomas, we've seen that kind of running back work in this offense. So I'm tempted to go Cam Akers here just because Kamara's in a contract year. We don't know. And, you know, they have Latavius Murray. Those are their top two backs. But we've seen the third back in this offense get, get some reps and get some playing time. So I'm tempted to go Cam Akers, although I could be convinced by the linemen if you really like either of those guys. I really like Hunt. He's really good. And I want to go all Louisiana draft. I, like, <laughs> like to me, I want to go all Louisiana draft. But, but here's the thing. I think a guard could really help them because, listen, um, we know Teron Armstead. We know that he is um, he's going to get hurt, right? We play yeah. the, the injury music. We know Teron Armstead is probably going to miss two to four games. So you're going to move Armstead out to ta- – you're going to move Pete to left tackle. Then you need a guard. I would love to have a better quality guard than like Cameron Tom or um, – I'm drawing a blank. The Will guy Clapp. From- Will Clapp. I would like Will to Clapp. have better than that. I think Hunt would be a great pick and feel really good about it, and he's going to be really good. And I don't think Warford is in the few. I don't think they're going to extend Warford. I think I think they're going to let him play it out, and he's going to walk. And you know, you have to pay a bunch of guys, right? You have to pay Lattimore and Ramchek and Kamara coming up. You're going to need a good young body at guard that's cheap, and that's my case for Hunt. So here's the thing that I will say about Hunt, um, and, and I'm just reading his, his uh, write-up right now. It's, he's played tackle, so he, he offers experience at both positions. Um, and the first, the first thing, a rare combination of bulk and athleticism. I mean, he's 6'5", 323. Yeah. He, he's a hoss. And we've always we always hear Sean Payton talk about ass and mass. Ass and mass. And yeah, you know, and, and the one thing about Cameron Tom and, and will clap that I think is you look at their bodies, they don't have that Andres P just thickness to them. You know, then I, mm-hmm. I think will clap looks a little skinny in the legs, uh, you know? And so I just think you're, you're selling me on this. I think we go with the <laughs> offensive lineman. Let's do it. We pick Robert hunt, Louisiana, boom, done. So, uh, this would I feel really good about the offensive line now too. No, if something happens t- to Warford, you got to yeah. plug him in at right guard. I feel better. Yeah, and and you know you've you've the thing is with the draft is we want immediate gratification, right? Because we're yolo 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 yolo, right? Um, 
But Cam got, Akers is a sexier pick for sure. Yes, Cam Akers is a sexier pick, and I think um, as we go into round, you know, as we go into um, round four here, I, I just look at them as you gotta you gotta plan for the future. And, and and Mickey Loomis has talked about this: is you have hard decisions whether you're a good team or you're a bad team. They're just different. And I would and he, and he always jokes, I'd rather have the difficult decisions when you're good. But they have the decisions. It started to come this year of who do we pay, who do we not, and it really starts to hit next off season. Of they've got to make they got to make hard decisions of who to pay and who not to pay, right? And I just think mm-hmm. you you it's not about necessarily cutting corners. It's just about you've got to f- try to find good young guys, and I think Robert Hunt does it at guard. So we're on the clock in round four. Um, and top five, it's 84, Matt Hennessy, center, safety, Terrell Burgess from Utah, center, Nick Harris from Washington, guard, Logan Stenberg from Kentucky, linebacker, Jacob Phillips from LSU, um, and then running back, Anthony McFarland Jr., and running back, A.J. Dillon, um, and then, uh, LSU defensive lineman, 128, um, yeah, I, I'm gonna be honest, defensive line I'm not touching in this draft I just think the Saints are deep there and at this point in the draft you're not going to find anyone that's going to jump you know Mario Edwards or Shy Tuttle I mean you could but I I just think you know it's it's um it's unlikely but anyway I I personally love Anthony McFarland we just passed on a running back I yeah. I think that dude is a beast. And I, I know that, I mean, if you watch a tape, I mean, Ohio State was, you know, a top four team. And he absolutely killed them. If you, you go back and watch the tape, I think this was like, this wasn't this past year, it was the year before. But mm-hmm. I, I just remember watching highlights of that game, Maryland against Ohio State. And he broke long run after long run yeah. against, you know, some of the best defenders in college football. So, I'm a big fan of his, and I, I think he would be a phenomenal number three. And, you know, obviously we passed on Cam Akers. I would say he doesn't necessarily have the lower body power that Cam Akers has, and I think he he's, he's less of a three-down player, so he's going to need just more development. Uh, but I, I think the thing that's undeniable is his explosiveness and just his ability to run. So... I would probably vote for Anthony I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. 
What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Fail Better. David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm out of Maryland. I'm with it, too, because I think, you know, we don't know what the Saints are going to do with Kamara. And look, I think there's a good chance. this This pick feels like Kyrie Robinson, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we picked – that's who the pick is, Anthony McFarlane. But, and I'll say, look, we don't know what the Saints are going to do with Kamara. And, look, Kamara, the new collective bargaining agreement, you cannot hold out. It is punitive if you hold out in camp uh, under contract. Like, they – the, the, the teams added that into the CBA, you know, and we know why. Like, teams just don't want players holding out. And also, too, I think there's a good chance – that look, Latavius Murray isn't exactly young, but even if they, like you said, they need three backs, even if they sign Kamara. And I'm going to tell you something. I think it's going to end up, Andrew, the Saints are going to uh, end up signing Kamara to a team friendly deal because you look at Melvin Gordon. He turned, he didn't even get what he turned down from the Chargers last year when he held out for six games. He didn't even get that offer in free agency. He took less than what the Chargers would have gave him last year. So I think Kamara is going to be a little bit gun-shy. I think he's going to get a decent, fair contract from the Saints, but I think it's going to be short-term. Kamara is going to want a little bit of money, and 
He's going to want to go back into free agency as soon as possible, hoping that new TV money floods teams with money and they're more willing to spend at running back. So I could see Kamara doing like a three-year deal, something like that. But we'll see. Um, so we're on the clock for now the fifth round. Here we go. I would Top. really like a receiver. Would you like Thaddeus Moss from LSU at tight end? He's available. He's the best Ooh. available guy. He's the best available? He's the best available. Yeah, I mean, he really came on as a receiver. I, I still, I'm not a huge believer in Thaddeus Moss at the next level, and if I'm, I'm being honest. About... I, I think he benefited tremendously yeah. from an offense that had Terrace Marshall, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and a quarterback that won the Heisman and was the national champion in Joe Burrow. And he is. He's going to be the first pick. So I just never saw – now, he, he had some tremendous catches late in the year, but I just never really thought he had much as a receiver. You know, he didn't have separation. He didn't run great routes. Sometimes he was just wide freaking open, you know. <laughs> and to me, Thaddeus Moss – will probably be a dis- I, I think he was smart to leave and I, I think you know he's yeah. he's, he's one of those foot, guys he like had he had foot surgery yeah so yeah. I don't know what else you got for me uh I got um I got Antonio Gibson a running back from Memphis who I really like but they we just picked a running back so that would be out yeah um uh Quintez Cyphus from Wisconsin is a wide receiver I saw him make a really great catch I just like the name Quintez that would be fun uh-huh uh, uh-huh. so quarterback, we got Anthony Gordon, Washington State. If you so desire to pick no. a, no, a quarterback, no, um, they need a corner. Uh, J- they do. J- Javaris Davis from Auburn. He's hit or miss. What's his body type? I I remember him being small. Am I am I remembering him wrong at Auburn? I remember him being small. Here, I'll look him up. What's the name again? Javaris Davis, Auburn. Davis. I remember him being like a. Um, All right, we're getting into the weeds here, so I don't know these guys as well, so I'm going to pull them up right now. All right, so yeah, with uh, Javarius, Javaris Davis, three, he runs a 439.40, so extremely fast. He's 5'8, so I, yeah. I think that rules him out. We just know the Saints. Yeah. He's a speed He's a speed merchant, you know, he he's, looks like he has good skills. Good body control, good athleticism, but uh, this just feels like Jason David, you know. And uh, maybe, maybe he could play in the slot, but I, I don't know about him. Um, interesting. So Cephas, he runs a four-seven-three, so he's very slow for a receiver, and he's only six-one. Um, so I think he has good body build. He's good after the catch. Uh, he's good fighting with his hands off the line of scrimmage. So those are all good things. But I think he really lacks the explosiveness. Um, so I don't know. I mean, if, if a receiver is going to be slow, I'm usually fine with that. But they need to be 6'3", you know, or taller. Um, what else you got? You got any other receivers in there? I got Quez Watkins from Southern Miss. Um you know, See the thing about re- receivers at this stage is you want to get a guy that has potential. You know, th- in other words, like it's okay if he didn't produce a ton. It's okay if he didn't, you know, if he has spotty technique. 
those are things you can develop. But at this stage, you know, I think a guy that's kind of uh, physically not there to me is is less interesting. So you you look at Quez Watkins, he runs a four, three, five. He is very explosive. He's six foot. Um, You know, I think he has adequate size, Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, he looks like he has great burst, great speed. Um, And so, that's probably where I would go. And, and that's a guy that can stretch the field. And I don't know if he makes the team or not, but, you know, at least that's someone you could maybe stash in your practice squad. Yeah, I like And he's he's rated at 178 here. And, you know, you're picking the 190. I, I like it. And that's the thing. That's the thing that becomes tricky. You know, the one thing that I read on ESPN, it was an old um, Philadelphia Eagles GM. And he was saying that players that have the measurables – from big schools that didn't produce, they almost always wash out. Like if you are a five-star guy, right, and you go to LSU and you don't really produce that much in college, the odds are you're not going to produce at the pro level because you're playing against elite players. And if you can't do it in the SEC, right, and you can't put up numbers and produce, you're not going to do it at the NFL. Guys from small, you're you're better off. The the theory was, and the track record showed, you're better off picking a dude the same with the same measurables from a small school that produced than the big school with the measurables that didn't. Because the guy with the small school, you don't know how he did with against elite talent. The guy from the SEC, you know, he 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 played he played against elite talent and even though he has your measurables, he doesn't produce. So, I like this pick of Quez Watkins from Southern Miss, you know? So, we'll go there. And uh, you know, so far, man, we're we're, we're doing a pretty good job. And, and Andrew, we got a lot of we got a lo- lot of local guys. We got LSU, we got UL Lafayette, we got Southern Miss. Um, you know, as we wrap up, as the, the 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 last pick for the Saints in the sixth round goes, do do you my scenario? This is what we think that a, a pretty straightforward draft. What they will do. The one thing I will be most happy with, Andrew, is I just don't want the Saints to move up in the first round because if they move up in the first round, that means they're going to have to give up probably the third round pick, and that means mm-hmm. they'll only get one really good player out of this draft because then if they move back into the second round, they have to burn even more assets. I I really think they're not going to touch this year's draft. I I think knowing that they're getting comp picks, if they have to move up in the first, they'll use a 2021 second to move up. Oh, okay. Okay. That's interesting. So I, I just hope they don't move because I just want them. I just think next year when you don't have breeze, probably and you have a ton of comp picks you can do a lot of stuff and they'll have a they'll have a lot more needs and they'll have a clearer picture and they you know hopefully they win the super bowl they're picking at the bottom of the round so then you need the picks even more so um so we'll see so now this is the this is their uh the final pick in this in this draft in the sixth round um the best available uh, was Javaris Davis. We already went through him. He's too small. The Saints don't like him. Here's a good, here's an interesting one. 204. He's Kenny Robinson. He's from the XFL. He was a really highly rated player out of West Virginia. 
and he got thrown off the team or academically ineligible, I forget. And he was like, ah, I'm not sitting out. I'm going to the XFL. So he's a really interesting player at safety at 204. Uh, that would be interesting. Tanner Muse is Clemson. Um, you know, defensive defensive lineman Agum from Arkansas. What do you think uh, they would do here? You know, they're just looking for for probably best available. But what do you think is a yeah? Um, well, position wise, I would say secondary. Uh, you know, because we've addressed linebacker, um, we've gotten ourselves a receiver. Uh, and we've got ourselves an offensive lineman. You know, those are the three positions that I would have said were most necessary. Uh, I would say tight end and quarterback and safety, or just secondary, you know, corner or safety would be probably be the three spots I'd be most interested in. Um, so I guess, yeah, first off, who, who are our best corners and safeties? Um, is, there, is there a quarterback or a tight end that are in the top well, 10 or so? Your, your, best, your best available is like I said, Javaris Davis, safety Brian. Yeah, Coles he's a corner. Brian Cole's a safety from Mississippi State. Zach Shackelford, a center from Texas. Safety Tanner Muse from Clemson, and safety Kenny Robertson from the XFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and a safety Aloy Gilman uh, from Notre Dame. Um, you know, a corner. These these guys. You know, they don't really have anybody in the range. The quarterbacks left. Nate Stanley from Iowa. I hate him when I watched, when I would gamble on the Big Ten. Although he did win me some money by blowing out bad Big Ten teams. So, Nate, I don't hate you that much. Um, <laughs> you know, they have Cole McDowell from Hawaii. Never heard of him. Uh, Steven Montez from Colorado. Colorado was trash. Uh, and just picking Grayson, even though he went to Colorado State, I think that should preclude the Saints from ever picking a quarterback from the state of Colorado ever again. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I don't love any of those guys you just mentioned. Um, and, and the number one guy is, is Davis, right? The corner? Davis. I like Kenny Robinson, the guy from XFL. He's 6'2", 200 pounds. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he had an interception return at 94 yards as a freshman. Didn't he get, didn't he get thrown out of he, school, though? He got, he got thrown out for academic fraud. I mean, I, do we, I gotcha. Do okay. we really care? Do we really care about academic? I mean, no, he's a, no, he's no, a football we player. Don't. Like he had a two. Let's go with the two. safety. Yeah. And it'd be fun to say Kenny Robinson, uh, XFL, St. Louis Battlehawks. <laughs> it'll be fun to hear him say that. Um, so that wraps up their draft. I mean, Andrew, this draft is, if the saints did this, I would be, very happy with it you know yeah i think my only disappointment disappointment would be and you remember remember they kept patrick robinson they kept pj they got the xfl guy Nichols. so uh, and that's behind Lattimore and jack rabbit and also yeah. cj gardner johnson can play some slots so they're okay at corner um you know i guess i would lament not getting a quarterback and not getting a tight end um but overall i feel like we filled all the needs they got a running back that I'm excited about being the number three and watching what he can do in preseason. Uh, they've got, you know, I, I, I guess receiver would be the one position where I would have hoped to have done a little bit better. Um, but you know, you still got Emmanuel Butler, who's an exciting prospect too. And, um, I think overall, you know, Patrick queen is a guy that will need to add some weight, but has the potential to start year one. 
Uh, so that's a good pickup. And I think that we have a lot of insurance on the offensive line with that pick with Hunt. Well, so uh, it's a pretty good draft. No, I, I like, I love this draft because you feel that linebacker. I feel great about the offensive line now. And, and I've, Robert Hunt, I think he's going to be a really good player. And I just think with the offensive line now, you could absorb one or two injuries and be fine. Or not fine, but you can survive and be okay. And I think that's critical with the age of Breeze. So I I like that. And I like the pick of uh, Quez Watkins because our friends at the Black and Gold Review, they have the training camp hype machine, and they're both Southern Miss graduates. So they would probably – cook the algorithm for the hype machine to spit out that Quez Watkins is going to be the greatest Saints receiver of all time after he makes like one great catch in practice. So I think that would be phenomenal. So I, I love this. I love this draft all around. Um, you know, and we tried to do it is what the Saints would do. We didn't do any trade ups. As I've seen these drafts, Andrew, I think the Saints, I think it's less likely they trade up because I think I think they're really going to be locked in on linebacker, and I don't think they're going to panic and feel like they have to move up to get Queen or uh, the guy from Oklahoma. So I think they're going to just sit tight at 24, which is going to be strange for us, but I think there's – I think I feel – pretty strongly that they're not going to move up in round one. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 the main reason I don't think they'll move forward in round one is kind of, you know, we've talked about before and what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just think when you think of COVID-19 and Loomis being unhappy, a, that the draft wasn't pushed back B that he wasn't able to do their normal routine. I think they're not going to trust their process as much as they normally do. I, I believe the saints think that their process is laborious and informative as any process out there. They believe in it. They believe in the guys that they want and they go get them. That's the philosophy. And I think that's compromised by the realities of what's going on in the world right now and how that limits them. And so it's not that they don't trust their process, but I think they will be less aggressive about saying, we're 100% sure on this guy because they're going to say, we didn't meet him in person. We didn't get a chance to make him do this workout that we wanted. We didn't get a chance to see him face to face. So I I think that will be enough for them to say, you know what, we're going to stay where we are. We're going to stay true to our board. Yeah. So guys, we made this podcast free uh, to everyone. So if you're listening to it and you like it, you should sign up at the $10 level so you can get a Saints podcast every day and you can get incredible swag, including the crew, the Taysom Cup. You get that out for you. All you have to do is be a $10 member for one month. We ship it out to you in a nice in a nice cardboard box. You can spray it down with Lysol, let it sit out in front of your house, and then open it and not get the coronavirus. Uh, so... Do that, and anybody else that's a $7 level, bump up to $10 level so you can get your crew to taste some cup. Uh, guys, this is, our, this is our mock draft simulator. We're going to be doing this a bunch. We're going to have crazy themes. Put the theme you want us to do a draft simulation in the comments, and me and Andrew will do it. Guys, have as good a weekend as you can, considering how the world is now. We will see you again Sunday night.